This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We've been talking about the Democrat debates and uh, immediately sparked a lively conversation un, uh, intentionally on reparations. And we've had quite an interesting palette of ideas and I want to continue down that path. I do, Binkley had said, my producer Binkley's here, and I, before the break, he had said that he feels like this isn't meant to solve a problem. It's really meant to foment racial tension, make things worse. And it reminded me that the, that identity politics, I think, were, was used to distract the left. It's like the way cultural Marxism replaced actual Marxism to make people focus on issues that truly could not be resolved. I mean, you cannot resolve a different fundamental identity for yourself. And I don't even think it's a problem to be resolved, but it's something that took on a lot of political importance for the left. And it got the left distracted from things like the anti-war position, anti-cronyism position. And that's the kind of stuff that gave the left some moral high ground, but they've brought it to the right as well. So the right's grassroots movement was centered around Ron Paul and libertarianism and a return to American values and a coherent ideology of politics that involved economic uh, liberty and had a strong moral foundation. Whether you are Aristotelian or Platonic, and that's what I was talking to Tariq about before the break. Your morality might be different, but it is was meant to be a moral, coherent, economic and political system, libertarianism. But the right is now forgetting about all that and embracing the counterposition on identity, or at least that's what is being portrayed to us. And in order to get people riled up about this stuff, they have to keep the agitation coming. And the reparations is a great way to do that. But we're not going to let them get us irrational and agitated. We're going to have an intelligent conversation about this and why you want it or why you don't want it. What's it really all about? 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, maybe you can queue up some tweets while I do some rapid fire on these calls. Maybe not rapid fire, but we're going to get through them, and I'm starting with Michael. Hey, Michael, you are on with Monica. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Ms. Perez. Ms. Perez, I think, the, I think well, I, actually, I feel that affirmative action was the reparations for blacks. Because if you if you listen to President Johnson's speech to, at Howard University, he made that quite clear. What happened with affirmative action? And I think it worked great as a form of reparations, but, but the Democrats and the black politicians opened it up to, quote-unquote, the people of color, and it got watered down. 
Secondly, reparations. You think you think you've seen hate crimes now? Boy, if reparations get pushed pushed through, it's just too divisive. It's not good. It's not good for the country. The problem facing Black Americans, in my opinion, I'm a Black American, is behavior. It's not education. It's not racism. It's behavior. And I'll give you an example real quick, and I'll let you go. People, Blacks are always complaining, Black Americans are always complaining that police brutality. I contend that it's behavior because there's Black Jamaicans, Africans from Africa, they're Black, Black Haitians. You never really see those guys caught up in police shootings. And I have to ask myself, why is that? I think the black American has, there's a behavior problem within the black American community. Because if the police were just looking at people who are black, you would find Jamaicans shot by police and all the other black groups. I don't see it. I just, I'm just tired of black Americans being the face of everything that's not, that's not good in this country. And it's not, and it's really not good for black Americans. It's going to get to a point, I believe, Ms. Perez, that no one is going to be a, want to be around black Americans. And we have to stop looking at black Black Americans need to stop looking at black politicians as leaders, but as elected officials who are supposed to work on their behalf. And uh, it's just too much. Just this reparation stuff, I voted for Trump. I grew up in Chicago as a Democrat. It just wasn't working out. I mean, so, you know, that's all can I, I just, to say. I, I don't, can Go I ahead. just ask you a question or two, Michael, just real quick? Yeah. Or have you ever, were you familiar with Bill Cosby's controversial positions before he was, uh, you yeah, know, distracted? And, and I agree with him. I agree with him. This country's been good to me. I came out of the slums of Chicago, great school system. Okay. Um, went to uh, Yale. Affirmative action got me in. I studied hard. I'm not going to lie. Affirmative action got me in. Studied hard. Went on to the military. Finished up. You sound well. like Thomas Sowell. Right, kids are doing well, but I grew up. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. We, I remember my relatives, my family members always voted for the quote-unquote black slate. And uh, it, I grew up in the community where Obama was the, uh, President Obama was supposed to be the, the community organizer. There was nothing there. All those black policies, I voted for Trump. No regret. We'll vote for him again in 2020. Because the biggest problem facing black Americans, and they don't really see it, is immigration. Whoa, so racism, okay. Yeah, it's, it's immigration because I live in a, a, a really affluent area in uh, North Fulton, and those people of color, a lot of them tend to be more racist to me than the whites, you know. And I've traveled around the world, and I'll tell you this much: you want to see some serious racism? Live in a subdivision where most of the most of the, most of your neighbors are from India, Pakistan. You're talking about racism? Whoa! Please, so well, Black Americans need to. Um, need to start worrying about behavior. It's all about behavior. That's, oh, that's a lot of stuff, Michael. You absolutely must call back with uh, with right. your hot opinions going forward. I, I wish I could address it, but the stuff that you're talking about is a very... Uh, it's complex and it's emotional and it's hard to just say, oh, this is my opinion. I read an article in The Atlantic from some time ago, maybe 10 years ago. It was about Bill Cosby and it was addressing his really upsetting comments. Now, things can be upset, uncomfortable. I'm not going to say upset, uncomfortable comments, but like from a position of is he right or wrong? Is there merit to this? Can we have uncomfortable conversations? Do we need to? Why doesn't he like Obama? That would, I don't think an article like that could be written right now because we've 
descended into emotionalism, knee-jerk stuff. People are, have to think one thing or another. These are important questions that need to be addressed. And uh, I, do, I do think that there are systematic problems in this country that result in behavior, bad behaviors, but also lack of opportunity. I, I, you know, affirmative action, yes, by forcing people to do stuff, it, it's against my libertarian principles, but I can't deny that I think it had uh, value. I wouldn't be surprised if it had value for me. I'm not really sure. I, I absolutely um, got advantages because of, I think, having such a, uh, you know, economically underprivileged background so so there's value in that stuff. A lot of it can be solved with compassion and not necessarily policy. But, uh, yeah, I agree that if we if we institute injustice and reparations would be in, an injustice because you would be taking from people who did not do anything wrong and giving it to people who are not necessarily victims. Would Jamaicans be entitled to it? Kamala Harris presents herself as somebody who benefited from busing, but her father emigrated here from Jamaica. Are we responsible for Jamaican um, slave reparations? I mean, I just, I, I, it's complicated. And I, I want to keep getting to the call. Sorry, I uh, was trying to do some rapid fire, but I'm going to go to Willie next. Hey, Willie, you're on with Monica. Hey, are you there? Okay. Yeah, Willie, you I got me? you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, first of all, I wanted to um, to just compliment you on your uh, intelligence and, and your well-rounded uh, thinking process. And, um, you know, I've been listening to you for years, so it's not like um, I've just stumbled onto you. I listen to you whenever I have the opportunity. And back to the whole reparation thing, I'm a black guy uh, with the name Willie. you got to know that. Okay, so um, uh, one one small comment uh, about reparation. Then I'd like to talk more about something you just, just opened the door to about compassion. Compassion is going to be an important piece of any of this type of thing. But... Um, Initially, you had mentioned something earlier about um, about you know maybe the uh, the welfare type uh, benefits and things that that maybe blacks had received over time. If you were going to if you were going to try to implement some type of uh, uh, reparation plan, that should not even be uh, a part of the uh, of the negotiation or a part of of the deductions because th- those things merely were used by those in power to keep to keep people. Uh, neutral and uh, and all of that. For instance, one of the one of the classic things with me is how uh, women on welfare, black women on welfare, uh, the only way they could stay on welfare, they pretty much had to make sure that the black man was not in the house. So he had to sneak in at night and be gone by the time anybody might try to detect uh, t- detect a caseworker and stuff like that. You get the point. So so they 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 made it hard for a for a black man to be in the home, but they made it easier for the black woman to to an extent by giving other the crumbs off the table in the way of welfare and SSI and stuff like that. So let's move on. So um, so reparation basically is not feasible and reasonable, but uh, I, I think that what you said about compassion is the type of thing that needs to be worked, and that's a community thing. For instance, during the Civil Rights Movement, you had a lot of people, particularly from the Jewish community, which were, you know, which were mainly looked at upon uh, by us as whites. You had you had Jews who who got down in in the um, in, in the dust with blacks to help them fight uh, for the movement, and they brought things to the table that we didn't have in place. So uh, even now, if we switch it to uh, religion or uh, frank, frankly Christianity, 
the uh, the Christian whites uh, have the opportunity from a compassion standpoint and from a missionary standpoint is to join hands with the black community to bring the moral uh, uh, things that you're talking about to uh, our community by joining hands with uh, the yes. black community that's determined to bring the moral values and the moral levels to where they need to be in order and for people to be able to uplift themselves. So yes, I'll shut up now. That, no, I want, I want to. That is what uh, that would work in a way that what you said about like you can't count the welfare and stuff against. And you're right, because I don't even think those are unintended consequences. I think I mean, there's uh, I think that that stuff was meant to keep the social strata racially in particular, but even just generally economically in place, like welfare is intentionally counterproductive. Why? Because it comes from a place of wanting political power rather than a place of wanting the good for the other, which is the very definition of love, which is the foundation of morality. Now, I don't want to sound like sound like Marianne Williamson over here. Maybe I do. But the but the idea is you can't have policy uh, being in the place of personal responsibility. So I'm a libertarian. I don't think the government I don't think it can be trusted with this kind of action. But the moral impetus that we see in evidence by the fact that billions of people belong to religions, all of which have charity and controlling your own behavior as the foundational principles, that's you can look at that to see there is a human impetus to do that, inherent impetus to do that, and, and it would be more effective because it would be genuine. Thank you so much for the call. I gotta take a break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's like everything I've been brought to believe was all made of bull****. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am going to go straight to the calls. Uh, We are talking about the hottest issue, I guess, that was brought up during the Democrat debate. The idea of reparations. And I am very interested in your point of view. So 800-WSB-TALK, if you want to join the conversation, I'm going through calls, trying to do it in the order they were received. So, Brian, I'm up to you. Brian, you are on with Monica. Love the show, Monica. First off, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I think, you know, most people need to realize that there's a lot of other groups that were subjugated at that period of time in our history. Uh, from Eastern Europeans to the Asians out West that were building the uh, railroads. So, you know, I I think we're leaving a lot of people out of the conversation. But as a solution-minded person, I wanted to suggest a solution, a solution that would help everybody across the board. Uh, Rising tide lifts all boats. We need to end income tax. (laughs) Right on, Stealing money (laughs) from my paycheck. Uh, we need to go back to tariffs. That's how we funded this country for 175 years. A much smaller and, government. And well, even still, um, you know, I'm there's uh, <laughs> tariffs uh, amongst the states. There's tariffs amongst people coming in, and then there's consumption tax. You know, there were no tariffs would, between the states. Well, there was uh, oh. the northern states and the southern states. That was one of the driving forces for the Civil War. Uh, because the southern state plantation owners needed that labor for free because they couldn't compete paying wages 
uh, You're gonna have Northern to hold on, Brian. Workers. Hang on, I'm taking a break, but I have to. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, I'll hold you up on that. Hold on a sec. Uh, this is Monica Perez, 800 WSB Talk. Join the conversation. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. You know. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are back. Uh, I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. And these threats come in all forms. They come mostly in policies that are meant to divide us or rob us of our rights and protections. So that's what we focus on. And I say almost everything that makes the 24-7 news cycle is meant to impose upon us something we would not otherwise allow that we've gotten to the point where it's not about ratings really Uh, they insert drama to make you watch but they are really using this propaganda machine purely at this point to propagate consent for policies and they are not for us they are for the them i'm gonna let brian finish his thought and uh or reiterate it brian you are on with monica well, You're once back. again, thank you for the uh, opportunity to speak, Monica. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, as a immigrant from South Florida to Georgia, um, you know, <laughs> it, it it is very astounding to me to hear so many people wanting something for nothing. Um, not to say that the atrocities and the the hardships that were uh, lived by people of that time period. Um, as I stated in my previous conversation, well, nobody's, it wasn't but nobody's just, calling into this show asking for it. Not one person was in favor of it. Well, the the first caller, the reason I called the uh, the lady, the young lady that Julie? said that she was a conservative, oh but yeah, didn't yeah, get yeah, the yeah. math right on yeah. you know she issuing was just reparations. Saying, she was just saying. I, I consider that a kind of new conservative, where it's like, look, we can do this more efficiently. So let's yeah. get the emotion out of it. So I, I well, respect that, but. To me, solution-minded, you know, to to make solutions and not just try to heap on to the problem, solutions would be to limit government, to stop robbing every man, woman, and child out of their paycheck, you know, to uh, have Congress to start uh, enacting their responsibility and setting the monetary policy instead of the Federal Reserve, to go back to a gold and a physical monetary standard instead of the fiat currency that we currently have, to institute a limited government uh, term limits for career politicians, to really affect change in this country. And like I said, a rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody would benefit from that type of economic uh, social justice. Because right now we have the mass majority of people contributing to a few oligarchy families that have uh, monopolized this country since that time period. And as I was stating, you know, you you were saying that the states did not um, have tariffs on each other. That's completely I mean, they're still doing it today here in Georgia. uh, Just one real quick here in Georgia. They give tax breaks Mm -hmm. incentives. I, I live in Jackson County. We just gave a huge tax incentive to a Korean company to come in and build a battery factory. And they do it to the film industry, which is there to change the the culture. So so all of this is this this is modern day tariffs on other states, because a state like Illinois, a state like uh, New York, a state 
uh, like California, all of these states have high taxes, high burdens on small business and big business alike. So therefore, they have instituted a policy within themselves, causing themselves to have uh, you know, companies leaving their states, leaving, taking jobs from their people. And then when the states blow up out of bankruptcy and debt, they, you know, say, oh, well, we need the federal government to come in. We, we don't need more government. We need more people being independent. That's, that's why we fought a revolution. That's why we broke away from uh, the, you know, monotheistic crown system because we wanted a representative republic. We are not a democracy. Yeah. We elect our people by a democratic means, but we are a representative republic. I love the way you're thinking, Brian. I don't agree with every single thing that you said, but I, the general themes that I think are uh, are critical, and I always try to return to this, policies that are meant to correct bad policies are complicated and impure. They don't actually fix the problem. They create more problems. I always try to go back and say, what's the problem? How can we correct it? So uh, I agree with you. The smaller government, the lower taxes, the uh, efficiency of that, the prosperity of that, the, I would say, the egality of that, the income tax you said do away with. I totally agree. It's completely regressive in the very largest sense because the truly wealthy aren't the ones earning ordinary income they're just nope. not so the income nope. tax you know i would say it- and then they cut themselves out deals in legislation so i can make money off of a uh investment where you know uh, I, I buy a stock and then sell it or short sell a stock and i only pay 15 percent taxes whereas in my small business i have to pay 20 25 upwards to 40% taxes just four or five years ago. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I think the, the tax code's highly complicated. There's no, uh, even the corporate taxation is all about what it favors, what it doesn't favor. I think it favors capital, investment, technology over labor. I don't like it. Uh, and a, and a, certainly getting all that stuff out of the federal government and going back to before the income tax. See, the income tax is actually a moral hazard because it creates so much money for the federal government. It allows them to violate its constitution. We used to be able to finance it with such fewer, such smaller income because there was so little for it to do. But I do, I, I, and the idea that the rising tide lifts all ships Let's look at, okay, what is reparations for? It's to make right a terrible injustice that was completely in violation of the principles that we were founded upon. And I think it was, it felt like an intractable issue when people did want to end the practice. They couldn't figure out how because it would bankrupt these rich and powerful people whose who considered human beings their property. Now, that was a moral mistake. They should not have done that. And I look at some of the questions we look at today, and I say, look at the true morality of this issue, because you will be judged. You'll either be judged by history, you'll be judged by God, you'll be judged by yourself on your deathbed. Don't make excuses for why your immoral practice is okay. Don't do it. But that was the problem. And if we and ending that practice, bloody though it was and uh, disruptive though it was, 
the goal to accomplish was that everyone could avail themselves of the inherent prosperity that comes from the Constitution and the system that we have. So let's try to... uh, if people would would instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater say, you know what, let's take our turn, not by redistributing, but by taking away those things that benefit one person over the other. And then we'll just avail ourselves of this limitless wealth. Because with human production, with human effort is limitless wealth. It's not a pie that needs to be redistributed. It's limitless. So just avail yourself of it. And these are the principles that we need to think about to make the most and not to give all the power to the to the politicians and say, oh, uh, help us beg. Help us. It's in your power. Give it to us. No, take it through these wonderful principles that result in the greatest wealth and and equality. Uh, I would like to go to Anne. Anne, you are on with Monica. Hi, Anne. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, I I disagree with the gentleman that called earlier, and I, I have to say that I think it is all about morals and education. Even during the toughest times, as a black woman, I can say that I I just I, I wasn't raised to be dependent upon anyone or have any great expectations from anyone other than myself. So I had to pull my own stuff up and I had to make sure that I was on point with everything that I've done. And I think that as a people, we have to stop expecting someone to give us something. If anyone deserves reparations, maybe we should just start with the Indians. Start there, and then everyone else can get in line from from that point on. I do think it's important to make a point, and that when you're talking about American Indians or African slaves, they were forced and a lot of people died. So, like, I think there's a, a movement. Binkley, my producer, was saying, like, people, like, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. And I do think that there, I would like to acknowledge that there, this is terrible injustice and complete violation of what we said our principles were. But I, but I do want you to continue because it doesn't matter. You know, you want to, you want to um, be the best person you can be and get the most out of it. And if they're, you know, it's, some of these things may may be counterproductive for the individual, like welfare is counterproductive to the individual, in my opinion. It it is very counterproductive, and I can speak on it from experience. Um, Yeah, you, you, you get nothing there except a crutch, and you fall on that crutch, and it holds you there, and it gets to be fun standing on it. around us 
as not just as a people because there's no other place for us to go but this earth right now. I want to just uh, emphasize something. And something that you're saying is, uh, yes, this this thing about you know black leader or um, identity. What it, it, to me, it's a it's it takes away the nobility of man. What you're saying is education, reason, morality, your faith. These are the things. This is what it is to be a human being. This is what allows us to be responsible for our actions, to accept the consequences for our actions. And we all share this. And and because of that, our motives, our morals, all that stuff to agree to to recognize with eyes wide open the fundamental truths of morality and our responsibility either and the difference between civics and um, faith is that's how you can come together as a nation and different nations are different ways, different cultures. I'm not going to deny that, but we have a system here that was really meant for that. It was, it was founded on shaky ground because of the uh, American Indians and African slaves were in complete violation of that. But that doesn't mean we should sell ourselves short now in understanding that the unifying factor is what makes man noble. That little spark of divinity and our ability to have a reason, free will, understand the difference between right and wrong. That's what our our civil and moral foundations are built on. And I think it, it, it unites us. And this other stuff is intentionally meant to divide us. And it's false. Yes. And I'd like to get in one more point, if I could. Yeah, Another yeah. thing that the gentleman said was um, that racism is, is not just the white people. I, I totally agree. You want to see some real racism? I totally agree. The Pakistanis, the the Indians, the Asians. But let's not leave out the black folks. Please, come on. Really? As a black person, and I am speaking to those other blacks that are listening, you know. You know, you know. Take a look in the mirror. You're waiting. Start with I, the I, person I, in the mirror. I have to take a break, and thank you for the call. And you're waiting into an area... I do not feel confident to comment on. I do think other, all societies have these strata. Uh, some are racial, some are economic. That's how you're grown. You can't deny that. Maybe we want to move beyond that, but this is no way to do that. And the conversation continues. David, Tim, hang on. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are hot and heavy in this uh, discussion about reparations. I was taken by surprise that this is the issue that everybody wants to talk about, but I'm happy to facilitate that. 800 WSB Talk. I'm going to David. David, you're on with Monica. Hello, Miss Monica. How are you doing today? And thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm great, but I don't have a lot of time. I went over, so get it out, and uh, I won't cut you off. Okay, real quick. I'm curious if the government starts doing this, which I don't trust them with the money, but if they do this, are they going to go back in history and look at the black people that owned slaves, like the very first person to ever purchase a person in, the, in continental North America? I, I do not know the history of that. Um, I, and I'll tell you, the first time I ever even heard that concept was just this today when I was investigating Kamala Harris and her mother 
you can click through on Wiki, but your her father, who's very prominent, he's a Stanford economics professor. You can't. And I looked in his bio, and he said he was descended from slave owners. I was scratch, scratching my head and trying to figure that one out. I really don't know the answer to any of it, but it seems to me this is all just one big political show. We're going to continue to talk about it on this show after the break. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.